2: What is a guilty pleasure? If you love it, why would it feel guilty? There are some movies that only their creator could love. There are some movies you can love that would raise the eyebrows of the easiest going critic. Here is our fact hunting hero, Neil, with 10 facts he doesn't feel guilty about at all.
1: Thank you very much, Pav. So what I've got for you is a little change. I've found a top 10 Guilty Pleasure movies as voted for by IMDb readers. So here we go. At number 10 is Point Break, the 1991 version. At number nine... Genius. Love Actually. Yeah,
2: Love Actually, 2003.
1: Excellent! (laughs) At number eight, Jurassic Park, The Lost World. 1997 Genius. Number seven, Dear John, the one with uh, Channing Tatum and uh what's her name Amanda Seyfried. uh 2010. Excellent!
2: <laughs> uh,
1: number six was Jennifer's Body.
3: Um <coughs> <laughs> is that all you've got to say? Who Was that like,
1: inside in that? Uh that was what's her name Megan Fox, wasn't
3: <laughs> it? <laughs> No
1: idea. There you go. That's I was like hoping you'd come no... for me. I was <laughs> about had... to have a real coffin fit then. <laughs> and I was hoping, oh, just play the music. Just play uh... the music. Number five is a film called Fear, Reese Witherspoon and Marky Mark, uh, Nineteen ninety. I have no idea. Number four, Con Air, in 1997. Oh righty there. <laughs> Number three, Cocktail, 1988. Oh righty there. At number two is Tanisha's D in the Pick of Truth, two thousand and six. Mean the Pick of Destiny. Oh, the Pick of Destiny. What did I say? Pick of Truth. (laughs) The Pick of Truth. (laughs) That'll do, won't it? A Pick (laughs) of Destiny. So, what did I say that for? I don't know. And the number one guilty pleasure movie was voted for by the IMDb readers was Cruel Intentions in
2: nineteen ninety nine. I
1: have no idea.
2: I've like summed up you for that whole top 10, then, Neil. Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's guilty pleasure movies. Now, this is a subject that is very subjective because what one person thinks is a guilty mo- uh, pleasure movie, the other person would not class it as that. So, uh, this could be controversial. This is going to be interesting. And we are very happy to say that we have one of our Patreon toppers. Are we going to call them
3: toppers? Are you happy with that, Crystal? I think that's great. i like to be a top.
1: Oh,
2: wow. There you go. Oh, where's my... Hang on, hang on. In in true bean style, I'll do that for you. There you go. I'll give you a ding. Crystal, all the way live from Tampa in Florida. Thank you very much for joining us. Yes, thank you.
3: Thanks for having me. Um, So, uh, a movie fan? Definitely. Love movies from, like, the time I was... uh, too young to go to them <laughs> <My> <laughs> movies.
2: So, did you sneak into movies that you shouldn't be in then when you were younger?
3: um It was more that I was exposed to them by my older brothers.
2: Right. right. So you didn't have a choice, really.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. So when they were babysitting, they would drag me to whatever they wanted to see, which was not necessarily appropriate for Ooh. a small child. <laughs> so I, what
2: was? I think, what was the worst one that they dragged you to?
3: Probably Porky's.
2: Oh, my God. Oh my God. Yeah. How old were you?
3: I was seven or eight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. I got an early education.
1: <laughs> you did? Yeah, I can imagine.
3: Oh didn't God. scar you
1: then
2: with the rest of your movie going? Well, let's see whether Porky's is on your top ten, list, <laughs> Crystal, shall we? Um, kick us off then, Crystal, with your number ten guilty pleasure movie
3: absolutely my number 10 is the 1981 version of clash of the titans
1: wow that's my number nine wow
3: there you you
1: go yeah i'm a huge fan
3: i this came out right at the height of my fascination with greek mythology so of course yeah mom dad i have to go see it and and you know, as a kid, I don't understand that some of the world's greatest actors, you know, you've got Laurence Olivier, you've got Burgess Meredith, are just hamming it up to the nth degree. All I can see is the cute little, you know, mechanical owl. Boobo, you know, wasn't flag. it? You know, Boobo, yeah. So
2: yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, and I just, I thought, you know, the Kraken and, you know, I just thought it was everything. I thought it was the most epic love story I'd ever seen.
2: mm yeah, and it was genuinely—I can't remember the name of the 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 baddie, but he was genuinely scary. Yeah, well,
3: the, the one who lived in
2: the swamp. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Remember. Oh,
3: oh, yeah. Um, Calabas.
2: Calabas. That's, that's right. It. Genuinely scary. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. But the Harry House and stop motion animation was fantastic. It's a great fit. I mean, it is. I think it fits perfectly as a guilty pleasure movie because mm-hmm. it's not. It's not the greatest movie of all time, but, I, but if it's ever on TV, I will, I will sit and watch it from wherever I see it.
3: Yeah, it's one of those you can pick up and it's not like you have to watch it from the beginning.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I always love the fact that you got given these amazing gifts. Mm. You, know, you had the, the, I think it was a cloak, as a sword. And, the hel- and a sh- and the helmet. And the helmet and the shield, wasn't it? Because you yeah. had the shield for, with the mirror on the inside. Yeah, And
3: oh. he loses every single one of them.
2: Yeah, then don't buy him anything again. That's what he has to, no. to remember. You have to because his, his dad was Laurence Olivier, wasn't it? I think, wasn't yes. it yeah. Yeah, yeah, Zeus, Zeus. That's right, Maggie Smith, and, I think, as well. Yeah, and they She
3: have was in Ursula Andress in this movie, and she says not a word. No, <laughs> he's just meant to stand there and look pretty,
1: it sound well, awful, Pro- probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way
2: to kick us yeah, off Crystal absolutely and I can't believe I haven't got that on my top 10 now I went to see one.
1: it at our local flea pit of a cinema way back in the day where we lived uh, with my dad took us and it right. was rammed was absolutely it absolutely rammed and since I saw it, I fell in love with it, and I've watched it so many times. It's a lot more grown up than you actually probably remember. Yeah, you know, we've got nudity in there, which was always a shock. Um, but it had nice that—it had that little slice of campness to it. Didn't oh, it? it had that little it slice.
2: Whereas the 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 remake, the one with Sam Worthington, just had no irony in it at all. It was just no, very very straight. Yeah, and it just didn't have. But then they would. I think didn't that wasn't Boobo sort of in the corner somewhere in the the original in the in the remake.
1: Yeah, he was in the room or something. Yeah,
2: he and it was just like a little him. thing for for the fans, but it just didn't have the the warmth or the humour. No. Uh, it took
3: original. itself way too seriously.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely, exactly. completely agree. Great Harry start. Hamlin was great. What a cleft in his chin. Oh, what a cleft in the chin. I mean, amazing pool player, I can imagine. He just put the pool cue right in the, <laughs> yeah. the cleft of
1: his chin. Uh Gone the Neil your number 10. So Rambo, first blood part two. Okay. Love it to pieces. It's mindless, violent, and Well, shite to some people, I would (laughs) say, but I absolutely love the Rambo films. I I think I've loved them all. I'm going to admit it. Even the the last one in Mexico, everybody said is awful. I still really enjoyed it for some bizarre reason, and it's a character I could I could see on the screen many many times, but I wouldn't want to see anybody else but Stallone do it. But you know what you get with a Rambo movie, don't you? Exactly. Thing, mindless violence and entertainment. Yeah. And James and it, Cameron wrote that one, of course, he didn't did, he? Yeah, yeah. So what and did he go iconic, on to
3: do? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> did nothing after that.
1: Exactly. But
3: it's an iconic role. Everyone yep. knows Rambo.
2: Yeah. 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 And it's and it's like like Neil said, I don't think you could imagine anybody else playing Rambo now because no. it is so synonymous with Stallone, the same as Rocky is. Mm. You look at uh, at Stallone and the first two things you think of is Rocky and Rambo. Yeah. Um I can remember always, I, I I used to go paintballing quite a lot, paintball shooting, and it was Rocky, um, Rambo First Blood Part 2 and Die Hard, I'd watched the night before to get myself in gear ready, and then, and then, when you used to go to the paintballing and get all your kit get the gun and stuff, I'd feel like I was just suiting myself up like Rambo does with his with all of his weapons the bullets
3: across your yeah. Chest. yeah yeah
2: painting my face and putting like yeah, oh my God, great film, what a great start yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna absolutely now ruin everything with my choice of number ten. Now I don't know if anybody, any of either of you guys have seen it because not many people saw this movie when it came out. It's a a Johnny Depp movie called Mordecai. I have, I yeah. Now it's if you look on lists of the worst movies ever made, it'll be on that list. And he plays like a an English antique dealer, um, but then gets caught up in like spy stuff. And the the cast is amazing. It's Johnny Depp, Ewan McGregor. Gwyneth Paltrow, Paul Bettany. Um, he's got this little, like, curly moustache. But it's... it's. It, uh, no, Crystal, I don't know if you know what a carry-on film is from England. No. No, I'll, I'll, I will discuss it a little bit later on. Um, but it's a very English kind of movie. Yeah. But it's got nothing but fart jokes and things like that in it. And I am a sucker for fart jokes. <laughs> so I was watching the film expecting it to be this amazing car crash of a movie and just find myself laughing all the way through it and it's not shakespeare it's not a great movie but it's like an hour and a half and i had so much fun watching it and i think it is you know it's just the fart is one of i know that bean hates farts but it's it's one of the funniest things you put it in a any movie and i'll laugh so Mm. um yeah i mean am i saying to you go and watch this movie no because I, there's a, if you look at it online, a lot of people have said that they hate this movie. It's the worst thing ever. Now, I don't know whether that's Johnny Depp backlash. Do you know what I mean? Cause, because yeah. since mm. Pirates of the Caribbean, he seems to like anything that he did. Nobody seems to like. Um, but yeah. I'd love to know what you've, you know, if you watched it, what you thought about it, or whether it's just me, whether it's just me and my love of farts. I don't know. <laughs> I'll I have honest, to
3: put it on my list.
2: Put it on your list and see what, and, and just message me and say, "God damn it, Pavo, you've really ruined my life." <laughs> uh, right then, Crystal, your number nine, then please.
3: Okay, my number nine, um, nineteen seventy eight, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club wow. Band. Wow.
2: Wow. Wow.
3: Um, I am convinced that everyone involved with this movie was on LSD when they <laughs> conceived and executed this. Have, have you both seen it?
2: I've not seen I've seen clips of it. I've seen I, clips. I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned it, and it's the Bee Gees, isn't it? It's yeah. the
3: Bee Gees and Peter Frampton, Peter Frampton and Aerosmith, right. uh, Earth, Wind & Fire. I mean, it's just this fever dream of trying to take – Sergeant Pepper and Abbey Road, and make a movie out of it. It was like the predecessor to Mama Mia, and they they wove this storyline of magical instruments and this, um, this this innocent band, you know, music music band from Heartland, USA, going to big bad Los Angeles and getting corrupted. And they have to go and save the day. It's absurd. <laughs> it is absolutely. To- but it's worth the price of admission to watch George Burns sing for the benefit of Mr. Kite.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) Did he have his cigar and everything? Yeah. Did he? I'm going to have to YouTube that now.
3: It is, it is crazy. It's yeah. I, 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 everyone was on acid. That's the only explanation for this movie, but it's, I love the music, even though it's not the Beatles. I still love the music. Yeah. And it's just so absurd. I mean, it's got these, you know, female android robot evil doers. And I mean, it's just, it's kind of done like a, a 1920 silent film. Right. Because we really don't want the musicians acting. And that's kind of what it comes down to. It's like, let's just let them act out on the screen. They never speak. Right. They only ever sing. It's a delight. It really is. As long as you don't expect great filmmaking and you're like, okay, you know, maybe I don't think it's legal where you are, but there are states here where, you know, weed is legal. That'd be a perfect movie to watch when you're partaking
2: yeah 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 i, I get I, I you talking about it makes me want to watch it because i <laughs> i've never seen i've seen clips of it um I'm gonna to have to search out on YouTube the George Burns bit though. I think we'll oh, put yeah. that as the um, on the for the, for the Patreon. We'll put that on the video playlist. I'll put the George Burns bit on there.
1: Oh. Oh,
2: another great choice. Another Fantastic. great choice. Um, Neil, you said Clash of the Titans, so yeah. uh, we've done that. Now I've cheated on my number nine because um, it could be um, it could be various movies, but I've put anything with Leslie Nielsen in right. it. Now, now, not necessarily Airplane or Naked Gun, but some of the other ones. Now he made some like really really bad movies um but things like dracula dead and loving it and spy hard and uh, what was the repossessed there's That's some the really really of... good mm. laughs in some of those movies and i do feel that the only reason that they're funny is because of leslie nielsen i think leslie nielsen was an absolute comedy genius never started off in comedy he was a very no. serious actor um, and I was, and again, it, it comes down to farts, I'm afraid. But I was watching some YouTube <laughs> videos some YouTube videos of him when he used to do his um, interviews about movies and he would bring a little hand fart machine with him. So this guy is trying to talk to him about this, this movie and every time the guy asks a question, there's a little, <laughs> like that. <And> Leslie <laughs> Nielsen just has like a stone face as if, you know, what what are you laughing at? You know, what? Uh, he's just... I love the bloke. I absolutely love the man. Um, So yeah, so there isn't one movie. Um, It's anything, anything with Leslie Nielsen in it. So that's my, that's my number nine. Um, Crystal, then your number eight, please.
3: My number eight is um, Fever Pitch. Did you, did you have that? I know that Nick Hornby did the novel and it's football, soccer. Yeah. Um in the novel, but in the US movie version, it's actually baseball.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah.
3: And um and it's just it's one of those again, it's a feel-good, cute movie. Um, you know, especially having lived through the Red Sox not winning a World Series for a hundred years, and then I remember watching them win. And the, the idea of, of having a, a relationship based around baseball because uh, my life partner is a huge baseball fan. He has umpired, he's coached, he's done just about everything. So it 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 kind of hits me with the yeah, there's there's you know summer Joe and winter Joe. And the winter guy is great and very attentive and come summer you know,
2: it's, it's, you know, 14
3: baseball games a day.
1: So. <laughs> and so it's also the, it? the film that broke Jack Black into the big time, wasn't it? No,
3: Jack Black wasn't in for pitch. It oh, was, I'm thinking uh, of High Fidelity. Oh, yeah, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> same author.
3: Same, same author. author. Got... Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was trying no, to look, see. See. so
2: who was in, who was in the, because there was a there, we... was a, there was a British version of it with yeah. Colin Firth in it. So uh, who was uh, in the uh, American uh, version? um Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Cuz I've I've seen well, I I haven't seen the British version because I've seen clips of it because it involves the team that I support. Cuz it involves uh-huh. Liverpool, but it's the other side of it. It's it's uh, it's an Arsenal um Thing and they beat Liverpool in a particular game, and that's why I won't ever watch the actual thing because that's what it, <laughs> it celebrates. Um, so in the American version, what is it all about? The Red Sox is that the team it, that they... it,
3: it is about the Red Sox? Um, the Jimmy Fallon is a huge, lifelong Red Sox fan, has season tickets, meets this girl in the winter, starts dating her, everything's going great, and then comes springtime when baseball starts everything becomes about the Red Sox to the detriment of their relationship. And it it ends with Drew Barrymore running across um, Fenway Park and trying to keep him from uh, selling his season tickets that he's had for a decade. And um, it, it finishes with clips of the actual World Series games where Boston won
2: right okay there you go I like a bit of baseball I must admit I don't get to watch much of it because it's never really on in this this country but uh so is the Red Sox your team
3: no oh no no. I I'm from California I bleed Dodger blue yay that's my team (laughs) (laughs) I should have worn my hat
2: I should have if I'd known that I'd have worn my Dodgers hat there we go well that's good then because I thought oh my god they're the only other teams I know is like the Dodgers (laughs) and the Red Sox the Red Sox because they're owned by the team the people that own Liverpool Mm. Uh, yeah Fenway Sports yeah they own Liverpool yeah
1: so there's a link there um okay Neil you're number eight Deep Rising an early Stephen Summers film he went on to make The Mummy and films like that um Star Treat Williams, remember him? Okay, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's about a, uh, a cruise liner where um, a pirate boat goes to raid it and then it's attacked by some underwater sea monster. And it's just pure joyous fun. If you've got Disney Plus, it's on the star bit there. Highly recommend watching it. It really is pure. Entertainment and a bit of a monster movie. And I'm a sucker for a good monster I don't movie. Don't think I've ever heard of that movie. You've never heard of Deep Rise? No. Is it Fem- Jansen or Fem, Fem- Oh, okay. okay? She's in it as well. And some of the few people that you'll you will recognise from The Mummy are in it. Um, not Brendan Fraser in that, but some no. of the other cast. And it's it's really well done. The effects are pretty still hold up really well and it's fun. It's it reminds me in essence of the tone of Tremors. Oh, right, okay it's it's just about having fun and there's funny moments in it and yeah all whilst being attacked by a giant underwater tentacle thing okay is it what 90s movie or a... yeah it was probably about 96 97 so okay. Okay. yeah i i do enjoy it i've watched it a couple of times since it, they dropped it on the disney so. another one to add to the list then
2: i've never heard yeah. that one
1: Special effects—they hold up, or yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Not as bad as some '90s movies where you think, "Oh, well, yeah, it does." It's not too bad because it, it's it's subtle the way they right. do it. If you know what I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not subtle when it's attacking, but when you actually see the creature, it's not. It's fleeting and the tentacles swimming through. I think it held up well. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank
2: you very much for that one, Neil. Uh my number eight is part of a trilogy, and I do class it as a trilogy, although there was four, and a fifth one is coming out sometime this year or next year. Uh Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um when the movie came out, it was always classed as it was the one that out of the three people didn't really like it because it was very dark. I think if you watch it on Disney Plus, it's the full uncut version. Um where you see Mola Ram taking the heart out of the person uh, that's being sacrificed and um, just all the, all the, all the gubbins when they're eating all the different kinds of stuff, which normally gets cut out. uh, Well, in England, I don't know whether it does when they watch it on, you watch it on normal TV in America.
3: On, on regular channels, they cut that out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do they cut out a lot of stuff on regular channels in, in America?
3: Yes, because you know, we are very sensitive here and we cannot have nudity or, Poor language or you know vi you know, too much violence you have to go to the pay cable channels for those.
2: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want it you got to pay for it that's the right. thing. yeah 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 um but i've grown to i've actually grown to love this movie a lot because i think it didn't get it didn't get the jew that it had when it first came out and um some of the acting in it is a little bit ropey, I think, especially when you have like kids, it's no disrespect to kids, but sometimes kids acting can just be a bit like kids acting if that makes sense um but as uh, some set pieces, the whole you know the rope bridge section is fantastic, and Harrison Ford is just simply Ooh. fantastic in 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 any Indiana Jones movie, even the fourth one, which I don't tend to like to talk about too much you
1: made a fourth, fourth one. one?
3: I don't think there was a don't. I don't
2: think that, which is weird because they're calling this new one as number five and I don't think, I mean, I can remember some kind of bad dream where there was talk of a fourth one. I think Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be in it and um, swinging around with monkeys. I'm not sure. I think I dreamt that. I think it was a bad, bad dream. Yeah, I think that must have been after
3: some food
2: poisoning. (laughs) I reckon it was. I reckon it was. Yeah, I hope I never get that food poisoning (laughs) again. (laughs) um okay then crystal You're number seven then please
3: okay this one kicks off kind of a genre that will be recurring on my list um i love a musical so this is mama mia okay uh it's beryl streep pierce brosnan um uh, singing colin firth uh it's it's really like a group of actors went on vacation to Greece and said let's make a movie mm. you know and you can tell in the scenes like they're not even acting anymore they're just like looking off camera and smiling and laughing and it's just a joy to me because it's just lighthearted fun um makes no real sense but that's okay it's a lot of album music as long as I fast forward through Pierce Brosnan singing, and he's should be pretty good. Do you
1: think he's really that bad? Because it never oh, really bothered me.
3: I, I just, I can't. Mm. I can't. Mm. But I have to give it to Meryl Streep. When she sings Winner Takes It All, it's like she's going for the Oscar there, man. It's like she is emoting.
2: <laughs> she is. Yeah, she knows that if she wins the Oscar, that's the clip that they're going to play. yeah yeah Yeah. and the thing like you said neil about pierce brosnan the the beauty is that abba songs are indestructible yeah they are such good songs that it doesn't matter who sings them they are going to sound amazing but but no pierce brosnan bless him again he goes for it yeah I, I, i i like yeah i like mama the one thing about meryl streep is she looks timeless in that
1: she does
2: you, you wouldn't know how old she was looking at her in that she's dancing mm. away you know she looks really really good sounds amazing as a yeah. you know a, a, a just singing but then you watch and, her in, in something else and she, you think oh my god yeah she looks like i don't know what is she 60 Some like she must she, be oh, oh, no. she, she was she was
3: 58 when she made that movie really oh yeah wow i had to wow. look it up because like you i'm like she looks amazing yeah,
1: yeah.
2: It's
3: crazy. 58. And Julie Waters is
1: great in it, isn't she?
3: Oh, I love her so much.
1: Yeah. She's just so funny, isn't she? She really is.
2: But, I mean, Abba, I can listen to Abba all day. It doesn't matter what what Mm -hmm. kind of storyline they've got weaving through it as soon as another song starts you know if it's you know money 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 or whatever yeah. you think i'm just in i'm in because it's it's it, you know it doesn't matter because it's just abba songs
3: yeah the music's great what else do you need
2: exactly mm-hmm. exactly and then you've <laughs> got someone like pierce brosnan coming in <laughs> god bless him though pierce we, we love you pierce we love you yeah. we really do yeah uh go on then, neil you're
1: number seven Every which way but loose, and any which way you can. Uh, okay. The Clint Eastwood ones, I love them still to this day. I think they're funny as um, I still quote little bits to my mate, who's just as much of a fan. One of my friends, right um, turn, Clyde. That's it. Nah, Yeah, it's they're just very funny. And who knew Clint Eastwood had that sort of sense of humour about him? Uh, um, what's not to like? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just great, great. I loved it as a kid, and I still loved it now. I do want to try and watch any which way you can again. I haven't seen that one in a, a long time, um, you know, so it's a bit vague. But we all wanted our own Clyde, didn't we? We, we did. Really did. It looked cool. It, Philo not... Beddo. Was that his name? Philo Beddo? That's like that? it, yeah. The name. Philo, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. The yeah. bare knuckle fighting. Where they, yeah, when yeah. you watch it, they never actually get anywhere near it in each other. <laughs>
3: You know, and that was my first exposure to Clint Eastwood. I had no idea he was supposed to be a tough guy like in other movies. Uh, like, I just right. thought that was like his normal character. And mm. when I got older, I'm like, you know, Dirty Harry and, you know, all the Spaghetti Westerns. I'm like, oh, okay, this yeah. is different.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I hadn't thought about that movie for ages. I'm, I I must watch him again because they were just – they were a They're lot really of fun funny. weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. very funny. I always funny. put them in the same sort of category as Smokey and the Bandit, that kind of yes. sort of humor, wasn't it? It, mm. it? was it they weren't nasty movies or anything. Not the, at all. The, the baddies were very cartoonish and Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and they know, always the, got, the got the their come angels. Yeah, always got their comeuppance, yeah.
1: And Jeffrey Lewis of course was really funny. He's in them. Jeffrey <laughs> Lewis. He, he I can't remember his name in it. He lives with the grandma who sits on the porch with the shotgun. He, oh, Jeffrey yeah. Lewis, yeah 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 right right, right. yeah he's yeah. really funny i can't remember his name now off the top of my head in the movie but do you remember the grandma with the shotgun yes in I remember the... yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: oh my god that. i'm gonna have to look and see what streamer service that's on though. Eh? <laughs> uh right then my number seven is um one of my comedy heroes uh first movie it was steve martin and the jerk no. um now it's not you probably watch it with 2022 20, eyes and there's a lot about it that's very un-pc and certain words are used in it that you know you can't say these days or whatever and it's not but it's obviously in context of the of the movie it's it's yeah. what it is but i think i well apart from his late last few movies his first half a dozen movies were mm. all classic movies Steve Martin. There was I don't think he made a bad one right up to Roxanne, I think it was oh these well, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles.
3: Oh yeah, LA Story was now. another fantastic yeah. one. Yeah.
2: Um but he made he, I mean he made some dog shit ones. But the but the ones the first few were Man with Two Brains and Um
3: yeah.
2: Dead Men Don't well, Wear think, Plaid was a great and one.
3: And he was in Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop oh, of Horrors, of dentist. course.
2: Of course. Um but the jerk is just I think it's a Marmite movie, what we call in... in, Do you know what Marmite is? Oh, yes. Yeah. So you either love it or you hate it. And I think it's one of those movies that (laughs) part of it is like, it's it's really stupid, but it's real Steve Martin comedy at its best. It's very sort of Monty Python. Certain bits of it is like totally ridiculous, but you find it... I just find it hilarious. It's a great, great movie. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that's mine. Okay. Uh, Number six, then, please, Um, Crystal.
3: Number six is a Netflix movie that I fell in love with just as the pandemic was starting called Eurovision Song Contest, The <laughs> Story of Fire Saga.
2: Right. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it.
3: It's it's Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, and they're a, a duo from Iceland whose dream is to win the Eurovision Song <laughs> Contest. They are every time they get on stage, they can sing, but something always happens. They fall off the stage. Her scarf gets caught in a hamster wheel. I mean, just train wreck. And it's they're so earnest about you know they just want to make music, and it's so silly. And and I'm not (laughs) being American. I'm not super familiar with the people who've participated in Eurovision. But apparently a lot of the people who are in it are are past winners or contestants or Graham Norton's in it as a commentator who I love. Um, So it's just one of those kind of joyous movies. And um, anything that ends with a song called Ya Ya Ding Dong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's it, isn't it? I mean, uh, so I can remember when lockdown happened it was one of the things that came out of lockdown that a lot of people said that they really enjoyed it was almost like perfect timing for
1: it mm-hmm. uh did, neil did you see it i did watch it yeah oh, did it, you? it made me laugh actually which i wasn't <laughs> expecting it to make me laugh to right because i'd seen the trailer and thought oh but yeah even what was the they, they released one of the songs as a single didn't they um
3: yeah I uh i don't know the name of it
1: but it was like Husovic or yeah right. and it, right. it was a real earworm that's the problem once you hear
3: it, it. It was nominated for an academy award.
1: Yeah, like, that's right. Oh my God. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's the thing. I mean, like Will Ferrell's had a, a pretty poor run of movies over the last few years, hasn't he? Mm. Where they it's they, not and that seemed to be one that sort of put him back up in the in the spotlight a bit. Yeah, yeah Sherlock be... Holmes was awful, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was bad.
3: Yeah. I have never been a Will Ferrell fan, but I right. love that
2: movie. Right, I'm going to. That's another one I'm going to have to have a go at watching then, because there's so many people I know that have said that it's, it was such a, it was, it was what was perfect for them during like the lockdown. It's something that just made them laugh and took them away mm. from what what was going on in real life. So, yeah, wish we could all do that. I wouldn't mind going yeah. away from real life. That'd be great. <laughs> uh,
1: go on then, Neil. You're number six. So it's a film called Beastmaster if anybody remembers this, with Mark oh, yeah. Singer, Tanya Roberts, the stunningly beautiful Tanya Roberts, John Amos was in it as well. Um, and it's just basically a sword and sorcery film where the main protagonist can talk to animals and have them do as he wants with them. He has a, uh, a panther and uh, <laughs> an eagle and some ferrets. He can speak to them and they do things. It's ferrets <laughs> yeah he does what He's, does he ask a ferret to do steal keys when he gets locked up oh right. Okay. Uh, that's fair all that's right okay it all works out okay again it's a film I watched as when I was younger probably shouldn't have really because it's not that suitable for youngsters but why Why uh, nudity and violence probably oh right okay yeah um, so but I just love it it's camp it's fun and it just has all the hallmarks of it just Escapism. It's it's really good fun. You you've obviously seen it, um, Crystal.
3: Oh yeah. Um it was one one of the ones my brothers exposed me to. Right. I, I remember being fascinated, yeah. You know, oh my gosh, look at the animals. Mm. Look, look, at the, look at what they're doing. Yeah, I I remember that movie fondly, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: right. Mark Singer was the guy that was in V, wasn't
1: he? That's right. Yeah, he was destined to become quite a big star from v and beastmaster he was a muscly dude yeah uh, I sort of to... vanished
3: yeah i don't know, I don't know. He, he did, did vanish
1: maybe of he got course. taken by the aliens
2: there
3: maybe, you go maybe
2: he was an alien <laughs> yeah you never know back up you? with his water back up in the spaceship i'm just gonna have a look and see if we can find out a little bit of information about
1: mark singer mark singer yeah he really buffed himself up for that movie, though, didn't he? He did. Well,
3: he's he really... he's still
2: alive. There you go. Yeah. He's still alive. <laughs> That's a bonus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in these in these times. Um, I'm just trying to see what his last last movie was. Let's have a look. Oh, he's got an upcoming project. Really? Goodness I me! I
1: imagine he carried on working, but we just weren't aware of what he
2: was doing. Yeah, he seems to have... the Undertaker's wife in 2021 was his last movie that was out. Right. Um, yeah beauty and the beast he was four episodes in that so arrow five episodes in arrow so yeah well oh, done well. mark singer he's still working yeah, bless good him. well done good on yeah <laughs> um okay my number six i mean it should be higher i'm sure it should be higher uh it's flash gordon <laughs> um i mean the campus movie mm. i think i've ever seen um with the legendary Sam Jones. I mean, Neil, how many podcasts have we spoken about Sam Jones? Yes. Um, and the man who ruined his own career. The man who ruined his own <laughs> career. Um, and the way that Crystal's laughing, I'm sure she probably knows how he, did you know how he ruined his own
3: career? No, I bet no. the thought of ruining your own career is hilarious to me. Did he, make poor
2: choices oh he made very poor choices i mean it depends whether well, you enjoy looking at photographs important. of a naked man with a large appendage but <laughs> but that's what he did and totally ruined his career oh,
3: yeah, he, no. he
1: did the center spread was it playgirl or whatever it was the male version of playboy oh and, yeah uh, he did the center spread and let it all hang uh, and yeah. literally Dangle. wow yeah. and totally totally well
2: i mean he had a bit of a resurgence in ted
1: didn't he but well um, yeah but that was only due to the flash gordon yeah that was on my honorable list i love flash gordon
2: yeah it's and we hate using that i word but there's some i, I mean the music in it mm. is amazing i mean the special effects don't particularly hold up but i think that's the beauty and the charm of the movie yeah i don't think they did in the day to be fair no no <laughs> and it, i think it tries to be some kind of Star Wars type of movie, but it's just so camp and mm. and, and ridiculous in places.
3: It yes. felt like it wanted to feel like it came out of the 30s.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think... I, th- I think if they did a remake of it, I don't think it would... Again, it'd be like Clash of the Titans. I don't think it'd have the same charm as that movie has. And I think the whole point of that movie is that you sort of look at it with a little bit of a wink in your eye and a sort Mm. of little bit of, yeah, look at this, this is... And some of the acting, again, you know you know flash i love you but we've only got 21 hours to save the earth and it's just <laughs> yeah. ridiculous in places
1: um, oh the writing's
3: horrendous.
1: horrendous but i think it's all part of the course wasn't it i think yeah, it was on purpose they wrote yeah. awful yeah. dialogue like you said to be like the 30s um little chapter plays that they yeah did. it's just part of the charm of it
2: um Ah, surprised! Surprised neither of you had that in No, know. it was on I my. Know. It
1: made it in and out, and then I kept thinking, "Oh, I don't know." But it's on my honorable mentions. Okie dokie <laughs>
2: All right, then. that, that um, was a good call. Yeah, go on then, Crystal. You're number five.
3: Um, I don't know if you had this movie over there. Um, it's a little movie called the Jane Austen Book Club. I've,
2: I've heard of it. I've, never I've heard of it. it. Yeah.
3: I, I'm a huge Jane Austen fan, so I see anything with Jane Austen in the title, I'm going to watch it. Right. And it's just it's a cute little movie about this group of women who want to cheer up one that's getting divorced, <clears throat> so they decide to form a book club and read um, each one of Jane Austen's six novels. And it's kind of how their how their lives parallel the stories they're talking about. And it's it's actually a very sweet movie, um, mm. but it's it's one of those that not a lot of people have seen. Um, but it's it's um, very it's one of those very quiet movies, right? Yeah, you know, not a lot happens, um, but you know it's it's Emily Blunt's in it. Um, yeah, it.
2: Maria Bello, Maria it. Bello,
3: oh. yeah, Amy Braman, Maggie Grace from Lost. Uh, so it's, it's a very sweet little movie. And again, it's one of those that if it's on TV, I'll pick it up from wherever it's playing, uh, just because it's, it's one of those, you know, kind of compilations where you're following multiple storylines and, you know, you like this storyline more than that storyline. And, um, it's, it's very sweet, but not that many people have seen it.
2: Now I must admit, I've heard of it. And I thought that it was a, like a period piece. I thought it was like set in Jane Austen. T- I thought that's what it was and I've just looked and seen that it's it's a contemporary kind of movie Yeah, it's set in present day. There you go. One to dig out,
1: I think. One
2: to, One to, to dig thing. out. So is it is it like a comedy? It's like a gentle
3: comedy kind of thing? Uh, or? It's, it, yeah, it's kind of a romantic comedy, drama. Yeah, you see, you know, there's, there's a divorce and, you know, there's, you know, kind of um mis- romantic misunderstandings like there's one man in the book club and the person who invites him you know means him for another woman but he falls in love with the person who invited him and so there's that kind of comedy of errors sort of thing going on yeah. and so it's it's very cute okay yeah mm. he he has he has a, a car that runs on uh old grease
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow
3: is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your burrow purchase at
0: burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Okay, then go on in, Neil. You're number five. Commando, Schwarzenegger's Commando. It is pure, another pure, over the top film that's highly, highly ridiculous, but highly, highly fun. I don't know what else I can really say about it. Some people wouldn't say that which should be in the guilty pleasure because a lot of people class it as a great movie. I think it's a shite movie that is great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah I think it's...
2: it's a lot like those 80s action movies. Yeah. A lot of them are not great movies, but they have this aura about them because they were mm. 80s action movies with the big 80s action stars in them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And they're just pure entertainment aren't they they're nothing else you can't take them serious i've got a real fondness for a lot of them you know i've uh, sort of in my honorable mentions the other ones was like over the top with stallone you know the armor yeah. yeah. really love that movie yeah yeah and there's all these sort of films that now they're sort of dropping on things like the disney plus you know the star bit of disney plus i've been re re sort of watching them and refinding a love for them um, mm. maybe it's nostalgia maybe it's uh, you know they really are awful but I really enjoyed it. And Commando is pure. I mean, it's 90 minutes. Of, and it's one of the quickest 90 minutes you'll ever go. And the, the quips in it are so funny. Mm. Let off some steam. <laughs> <laughs> I had to let him go. Yeah. And
3: all of that. Well, it's
1: all fun. Yeah.
3: Sometimes the best measure of a movie is how many louds are in it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that is full of louds, isn't it? Yes. Commando. Thing is, like, something like Commando. I can't watch it now without thinking of, like, Hot Shots Part Deux. I oh,
1: know.
2: That's the trouble. Is like when he's shooting loads of people, you expect them to do some kind of ballet dance when they die. <laughs> you know, or you will grab a, a handful of shells and just chuck them at them and then they'll all fall down.
1: <clears like throat> but when you watch Commando again, it's very much like the A-Team. There's not a lot of blood. I mean, there is a few bits no. which were put into shock, you know, when he threw, like, the saw at the blood, Yeah, yeah, bits yeah. It's like that in the end. But when he's killing those hordes of people, and they are hordes, hundreds of them on their own, they're just flying up in the air <laughs> on the explosions, and that's it. Yeah, and it's it's quite, you know, I mean, but in this country, um, Crystal, it was an 18 on video, and you watch it really? now, and you really think about it, yeah, because of the violence. But when you watch it now, you think it's no much, not much worse than what we were watching on the 18, really. So, no.
3: Especially yeah. not compared to what's
1: out there today. Oh yeah, well everything's relaxed now. They were quite strict on violence back then in this country. Yeah, but then you also had that shot that was just
2: lifted straight out of like Rambo, wasn't it? Where he's got his top off and he's got a massive gun and he's just shooting and the yeah and the, the, the I don't know what you call it, the belt of bullets, and it was just taken. It was because they were both against each other, weren't they? In those they days, it was Stallone versus versus Schwarzenegger. But uh, that's a good choice, though, mate. That's a good choice uh right my number five um is a film that i i cry at every time i watch it it's armageddon i there's something again it's one of those movies I, I spoke about it on the previous podcast where there's certain movies that when i watch it and it is ridiculous the more i watch the movie the more i realize that it's it's um michael bay isn't it it's michael it Bay is, yeah. michael bay just at his best or worst whatever you want to call it. it was everything slow motion and everything is none of it makes any sense
1: not at but, all does it but
2: there are certain parts in it that just gets me every single time mm. i watch it you know every single time um a great cast as well fantastic cast yeah you know, you know i mean bruce willis being the best kind of bruce willis in that yeah. you know he's, he's not just dialing it in like he does these days um Ben Affleck, yeah, you can go through the cast and say how great it is, but yeah, there are moments in that movie that just gets me every single time, and I'll I'll watch it knowing that these moments are coming up. Do you know what I mean? And then as yeah. soon as it happens, the the lip starts trembling, and you think, oh god, here we go again? <laughs> <laughs> and I know what's going to happen, but uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a.
3: The song comes up exactly, yeah,
2: exactly, and it all swells, and it spoilers, but but when he finally detonates the the what is it the nuclear weapon or the drill yeah. or whatever it is we win gracie and then he pulls it and then he <laughs> flashes back to his daughter's
1: childhood and oh my god it's like <laughs> T- that's a movie i haven't seen in a long time does it's, it still it's great out? fun
2: oh yeah it's great fun i mean there's uh, there's bits in it that are like i think it makes you cringe because it's sort of like michael bay doing what michael bay does mm. But like the 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 heart the, the bits that are you know heartfelt and that really really I mean they get me I mean Neil you've got a heart of stone, so it's not going to affect you. <laughs> 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 hey, <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always cry at the Elephant Man.
2: Uh, yeah, but that's just with laughter. That's not with <laughs> <either. laughs> No, it's not, Crystal. It really is. No, no, no. Um,
3: I believe you.
2: Yeah, right then, Crystal. You're number four, please.
3: My number four is a movie that should be a guilty pleasure for anyone who's not a teenage girl, and that's Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've seen guess, snippets of this when my kid, when my daughter, used to watch it. I've yeah, seen it, the
3: whole thing. It's another one that's you, know, ser- several females with multiple storylines, and you, know, the, the idea that a pair of jeans can magically fit four different people. And, you know, make things happen in their lives. It's such a silly premise.
2: Is that what it's about?
3: Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God, I didn't realize that. Yes, it's these four 16-year-old girls who've grown up together. And it's going to be their first summer apart from each other. And they go to this vintage store and find this pair of jeans that fits each one of them perfectly. Whether they're curvy or stick straight or, you know, 5'10 or four nine i mean it magically they they fit so they decided that they would each keep them for a week and then send them on to the next person
2: right okay so
3: so you know one of them's in greece and one of them's in mexico and one of them's off to see her estranged father and you know it's oh well you know when i wore the pants i met you know uh you know my first love and when I wore the pants I made up with my father and it's just it's a coming of age movie um yes, <clears throat> you know, it's Blake Lively and Alexis Bledel and America Ferrera and uh Amber Tamblyn and they're just charming together
2: well I didn't even realize that that's what they were about and the, th- the thing that like, we've got the English thing is that pants for us are different because they're underpants.
3: They're knickers.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I thought myself, oh my God, they've got traveling pants. That's, that's <laughs> All I could think of was like SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I mean, is it not based
1: intriguing. on books? Aren't they based on yeah. a successful yes. series of books? There's
3: they? a series of books. And they made a second movie, which in my opinion, isn't as good as the first one. Um, but yeah, it's just this, this little world where nothing truly bad happens, uh, but, you know, you can get by
2: with a little help from your friends. Oh, that's nice. See, I mean, I would never have thought of even going close to that movie, but I just need to try and see what it's all about. Bradley Whitford's in it as well, I noticed. Yes. And I I love him. He's one of those guys that you could watch in any movie that he's in. Mm. He's, um, yeah, he's class.
1: Okay, then, Neil, you're number four. So it's Bugsy Malone, the musical, uh, Alan Parker. I absolutely love this film and I've introduced it to my kids and they have the same appreciation for it. Um, loved it when I was a kid. Always wanted to have a go with the splatter guns. Who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't, yeah. Who want to go around in one of those little cars where you pedalled around. Exactly. amazing? <laughs> yeah. But I loved it. And again, what a cast. Jodie Foster, um, Scott Bio, it? and even Michael Jackson appears in it. Does so, he? Uh, yeah, have a look on the credits. He's in it. Um, yeah, so I just love it. The songs are very, very catchy. Well, we know one of the songs from our previous live shows. One actually. of the live shows Neil. yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's one I watch. One my lad still loves to this day, you know, being a 21-year-old oik. He still loves
3: it. <laughs> That's a great choice. I remember watching that on telly. mm And I loved it. Loved it.
2: That is a great movie. And like you're saying, everybody wanted one of those cars and one of those guns. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you thought how cool it would be just to drive around, you know, that and the banana splits buggies. They were the two cars that you wanted when (laughs) you were a kid. (laughs) You know, just find a field and hit a ball around in a banana splits buggy. Those those would be the day. The dreams of a child. Yes. Mm. Uh, Right. My number four is very similar to the. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and the fact that it was part of a trilogy that um, was looked on very negatively, and uh, I think it's got a bit of love now. Is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? Um, I've I love Star Wars, as you can tell by the by my shed. And I can remember coming out of seeing that the very first time, thinking, "Oh my god, that's the best movie I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> and then, like every really? time, every time I watched it after that. I loved it a little less and then mm-hmm. real and then thought to myself, my God, what, it's boring. There's a couple of bits in it. That's really good. And like a lot of Star Wars fans, I think I've turned around a little bit more on it now. I think I look at it. I think mm-hmm. with the the whole, when you've seen the whole thing, you, you accept that they done what they did for the movies. <laughs> you know, it's not what I agreed. It's not how I wanted it to go, but look at it for what it is. And, um, you know, it's got one of the greatest, Lightsaber battles uh, at yeah. the end with Darth Maul and yeah. Ewan McGregor, you know, and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. The special effects are amazing. Yeah, as the much pod as Jar- race
1: still holds up, isn't it? I was yeah, going to yeah. say the
3: Padre is amazing.
2: Absolutely does, absolutely does. And as much as Jar Jar, I think, didn't hit the mark com- comedy wise. I think it it opened the door for things like Gollum, um, just CGI characters in general and if you look at now where we are in regards to like deep fake technology and i think that all comes from it's all the same line it's all the same mm-hmm. line of technology that gets better yeah. and better and better so so yeah I've, I've got a little bit more love for it now i must admit um it's just the sequel trilogy now that i need to try and get myself <laughs> back on track with apart from the force awakens i love that the other two not so much okay um rant over crystal you're number three please
3: I, I'm sure there's red, red-blooded men. You will appreciate my choice of burlesque.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was Cher, wasn't Cher it? And Christina, and Christina Aguilera. And, Christina Aguilera. Oh. and great that's,
1: songs.
3: Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. I love music in a movie and, yeah, you know, the dance routines. I mean, it's basically just a bunch of dance routines strung together with the very thinnest thread of a story. But it's fun. I can, you know, I like to sing with the with the um songs and it it's just very peppy and poppy and catchy. Mm.
2: I don't I've never seen it, I must admit, but so what's Christina Aguilera like as an actress? Is she good? No. She doesn't need to be, though, does she?
3: No, I mean, truthfully, it's a bunch of half-naked women dancing for the majority of the movie. I'm
2: in. Let's let's finish the podcast now. I want to go and see it. (laughs) I didn't realize (laughs) that 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 sounds good enough to me. Is Cher um like half-naked as well?
3: No, no, she's kind of the maternal character for all of the cute young dancers. Right. She's got a, a couple of numbers that she belts out just singing um they yeah it's it's Stanley Tucci second movie of mine that Stanley Tucci is in I haven't I haven't announced my other one yet right uh, but he and Cher make a great deal as mm. you know best friends
2: yeah he's he's another one like Bradley Whitford Stanley Tucci anything he's in mm. I'll watch I think he's yeah. such a good actor he really is um and very just just watchable and and he seems to pick move, he doesn't seem to care what movies he's in it'll be all different kinds of movies but he is most of the time the best thing that's in the movies that he's in agreed okay all right then well i mean on certain occasions i wouldn't watch that but but you said half naked women dancing that'll be fine for me i'll, I'll watch that <laughs> I
3: take it. i'll
2: give that a go go on then
1: neil you're number three Big Trouble in Little China. Pavel, no, I'm a huge fan of this. But yeah, That was on I my love... list of uh, honourable mentions. Yeah, I love this movie. I've watched it twice in about the space of about eight months. I think it's so much fun. Um, Kurt Russell has never been funnier or self-depreciating. Kim Cattrall, always looking beautiful. And uh, the premise is mad as a box of tits, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> Do You know what I mean it's I meant tits in the, in the bird sense <laughs> <what> I, mean? <laughs> I just suddenly thought everyone was going to be a box of tits.
2: <laughs> I must admit I was trying to
1: work out where where that yeah. analogy was coming from Neil yeah, it's an old fashioned one, but yeah it's it really is. <laughs> <laughs> It's mad, it's crazy, but it's really well filmed. I think stylistically, it's stunning with the colours, the flashes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan, big fan.
2: Oh, I still
1: got the collector's DVD actually somewhere. Have you? Where they did the special because I just, I think it's a great movie. And I remember going to the cinema to see it. And I, I think uh, there must have been only been about 5 ever seen it. It was at the old Swindon cinema, which had a huge screen. And when there was only a few of you in there, it's very weird when, you know, the woman came out with her ice creams and everything. <laughs> very bizarre, but crazy. a long walk yeah. to get one. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I do I do feel that's a new t-shirt though, Neil. Mad as a box of tits. I'm going to have that as, that's going to be a new, like a Patreon exclusive t-shirt, there you I think. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, let's not let's not dwell on that. No, uh, my number three is a movie that we actually did a, another podcast. We did the Just Films and that podcast, me and Neil, a few a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago now. Uh, Swiss Army Man. Mm. Um, now I don't know if you've heard of this one, um, no. Crystal. No, no so not familiar really b- with it. Basically, the premise is it's Daniel Radcliffe, uh, and here we go with farts again. Uh, plays a farting corpse. So he's a farting dead man. Uh, that uh, Paul Dano, who's about to kill himself, he's uh, sh- shipwrecked or sh- yeah, he's shipwrecked. Uh, stranded on a desert island and just as he's about to kill himself, he notices this dead body that that uh, washes up on the shore and it's Daniel Radcliffe who plays a dead body for the majority of the movie. <laughs> um and then he's trying to find ways of, of... It sounds mad. It does sound mad. It sounds like a box of tits or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever Neil said. <laughs> it sounds like a box
1: of tits. Sounds,
2: it's as mad as a box of tits. Mm. Sorry. Anyway, let's not go on about the tits. Um, and and so Paul Dano will like, get on the back of um, Daniel Radcliffe and ride him like a, a jet ski. And and it's 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 a crazy movie, but mm. it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, um, everything it's, about it, the soundtrack. Yeah, the, the soundtrack on it, the, the actual story. He slowly starts coming to life, Daniel Radcliffe. He slowly oh. starts coming to life, and I don't know. You, I don't think you know really whether it's in Paul Dano's mind that he's coming to life or whether he is actually coming to life. Um, yeah, there, there's farting, there's dead man's erections. I mean, it's everything you need in a movie.
3: Oh, absolutely!
1: <laughs> basically, he becomes a tool, doesn't he? The dead man becomes a tool. Hence, Swiss Army Man. Yeah. So he will yeah, use so so He his
2: arm to like to chop trees down, or he'll, yeah. I was I would watch the trailer and see okay. if that sells you, and then uh, um, and then watch. The, I would I would just thoroughly recommend to watch the movie. Mm. Um, it's got okay. like the
1: biggest heart in it. It has. sounds like it wouldn't, it's, but it's got the biggest heart in the it, movie.
2: Yeah. Oh nice! Yeah, it's yeah. it's very it's it's very silly of me to say it's about a farting corpse because that that really doesn't give it, you know, it doesn't give it the emotion that it that it actually has as a move. So yes, please try. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Just said should have said to you. Just watch the trailer and and see how it goes. Uh, right then, Crystal, you're number two. Then please,
3: my number two is another one you might not have heard of. It's from 1993. It's called Undercover Blues.
1: Oh, I do remember that. Is that Dennis Quaid?
3: Dennis Quaid and Kathleen yeah. Turner um, yeah. as their, their spies vacationing in New Orleans with their baby. And again, once again, Stanley Tucci wow. um, playing Muerte, who is the street thug that uh, keeps getting bested by Dennis Quaid and Kathleen Turner. And they get roped into doing, you know, one last job. And it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very kind of thin man, Nick and Nora, you know, banter back and forth. And, you know, they can best everyone with ease. And it's just, it's fun. It is just nothing but fun.
2: I was just looking on IMDb and seeing, the, like, the trailer. It's It looks really familiar, but I don't think I've ever seen it.
3: And it looks Not, like a
2: real good sort of, almost like a buddy cop kind of...
3: Yeah, except, yeah. you know, they're a married couple. So, you know, you get all those, you know, sexy little innuendos and stuff. And, you know, Dennis Quaid, I don't know if he's ever been more charming than in this movie.
1: Right. I'm
3: going to so, have to watch that. watched yeah. it a cause... long
1: time ago since I watched it, but I definitely saw it. Did you? Yeah, definitely.
2: It d- definitely looks familiar. I must admit, it looks familiar, but I don't think I've ever actually actually seen it. Another one to add to the list. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to have
1: any get any work done with all these uh, movies. <laughs> Go on then, Neil, you're number two. So I'm a big fan of the 80s Jackie Chan films, action ones, the, the Chinese ones, so like Armour of God, uh, Wheels on uh, Meals, and things like that. Um, love them to pieces, but Police Story, the original one, is a huge, huge film for me. Um, <clears throat> it's one... Jackie Chan did the stunts that you literally drop your jaw, that he did them for real. You know, he sort of recreated some of the things that um, Buster Keaton and people like that did in these movies. And what he performs in this film, and then you see at the outtakes at the end, the damage that he did to himself. Mm. You think, why? (laughs) That's my big thing, is why? (laughs) Why do that to yourself? But It's also great fun, it's a brilliant action film. I'm so glad they never remade it like they threatened to do it for the American market. Um, but the rest of the sequels they're, they're good, they're just not as spectacular as this. And I'd highly recommend if you've never seen it, search it out and watch it because you will never see an action film within the same light again. <laughs> is it,
2: is it dubbed, a dub dubbed movie? Or you is can it? have
1: it both if you watch right. it. You can, I prefer it obviously. With the subtitles, because mm. I find the dubbing makes yeah, I'm, I'm not it a fan it of silly. dubbing. Yeah, it does. They always use the most ridiculous bloody voices, don't they? Um, but yeah, it literally is. I, I've never seen stunts like it since or before, um, and to think he did every single one of them. So I'd highly, highly recommend. Oh, definitely, absolutely. Title
3: like police story, I wouldn't think that there would be a Jackie Chan film. So no, I got no. educated
1: there you go Yeah, I mean the, the, the scene if you want to YouTube it watch the bit of when he's on the bus just holding on to a bus with an umbrella as it drives full speed around the streets oh wow yeah and he actually did it So yeah and that's the thing in those days
2: there'd be no like wires that they would then no. draw out or stuff was it it was all just done yeah there it shows
1: you it literally shows you at the end him doing the stunts and you just think why would you do that but <laughs> <laughs> but for my entertainment brilliant there you go.
2: There you go. Okay, my number two. Now I could have picked any 10 movies from this particular series of movies, and it's a very English thing. So I've chosen Carry On Up the Jungle. Oh. Now, Crystal, carry-on movies were a thing of the 60s and 70s, which were very, again, in 2022 eyes were a very own PC.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: they're very, very British, English kinds of movies. They're all about um what would you say, Neil? What they're all about?
1: Well, <laughs> I all... don't know whether Crystal would be aware. Do you know what we mean by a postcard humour, where they had the little cartoons that were rude? Do you know? No. Those? No. So, like
2: seaside, okay. it'd be
1: like th- something you'd buy at the seaside would be this
2: would be a postcard where they'd have this crude cartoon on it of it, okay. like it'd be like a, a woman with big boobs, and then there'd be this this old man looking at them going, oh. so so like
3: a benny hill sort of thing
2: exactly 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 that kind of humor but it was so you you would have that you would have like uh, a camp man you'd have a dirty old man you'd have a buxom blonde uh you'd have like a what would you call it? Sort of just, a, just a, a normal guy, if you like. Yeah. But there'd be loads of different, they'd have historical ones, there'd be ones about Henry the 8th there'd be one about, so the carry-on up the jungle is where they're on safari in the jungle in the probably eighteen hundred something like that. Yeah, like Tarzan, um,
1: really.
2: Like Tarzan. It's, yeah, it's basically a retelling of Tarzan. They'd have a retelling of Dick Turpin called Carry-on Dick. And they'd <laughs> have um, some set in hospitals, a carry-on doctor, carry-on nurse. And it would all, it'd be a, a, a a selection like a uh, what would they call them like a like a theater production so it'd be a, a, the same cast of actors oh, okay. playing in all the different movies but playing different characters um and they are they're just typical british it's humor. just full and of
1: I, innuendos yeah the whole full of
2: innuendos that's innuendos. exactly what it is you know i mean bean would be dinging his bell literally every <laughs> every 30 seconds honestly it's um some of them don't age very well uh, some of them uh, because they 're period pieces, if you like, are fine, I listen to one when I go to bed every night i 've got, yeah, really? got them all i 've got them i 've got them all on my iPad, so I know what 's happening, so I just listen to them and it sends me off to sleep it 's something nice and warm, like I say, there are certain people now if they probably watch them would think that they 're very on p c you know that, that they 're probably not very funny, but I was brought up on those kind of things so it 's for me, you know I could have chosen like one of 10 easily but carry on up the jungle is my favorite at the moment so i chose that one so there's something for you to investigate <laughs> yeah. <Crystal>. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it
1: it's worth it crystal just to see i mean again afraid? i don't
2: know whether it would whether it does whether translate? it would translate yeah i really don't know but then again if you like benny hill and it's it's exactly that kind of comedy, you know. It's, okay. It's it's not. Well, I say it's not sped up. There are certain bits in scenes where they will speed it up, like Benny mm. Hill. You know, it's it's totally ridiculous, but it's it's definitely a slice of of old fashioned British humour that's probably frowned upon a little bit these days. You know, with the with the uh, the woke crowd or whatever it's yes. called. I don't. Know. <laughs> Uh, right, so before we re- uh, release our number ones, <laughs> that always sounds
3: disgusting. <laughs> Especially when this <laughs> released.
2: Yeah, we shouldn't release our number ones. It's going to get very messy. Um, Crystal, would you like to count down your 10 to 2, please?
3: Absolutely. Number 10, I have Clash of the Titans. Number 9 is Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Number 8 is Fever Pitch. Number 7 is Mamma Mia. Number six is Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Number five is Jane Austen Book Club. Number four is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Number three is Burlesque. And number two is Undercover Blues.
1: Wonderful. Neil, you're 10 to 2. Absolutely. So number 10 is Rambo, First Blood Part Two. Then at number nine, we've got Clash of the Titans. Number eight, Deep Rising highly recommend checking that one out number seven every which way but loose and every which way you can <clears throat> number six beastmaster number five commando number four big uh Bugsy Malone number three big trouble in little China number two police story wonderful
2: and mine is number ten Mordecai check it out but don't have a go at me if you like <laughs> everybody else that l- that watched the movie. I didn't uh, make it
1: through ten minutes. Oh, have you have you watched I it? I tried you? to. I just couldn't get through it. No, I made more than ten minutes. I think about half an hour. Okay. And I just like right. it's not my. Okay, thing. that's that's
2: fine, Neil. Everybody's well, different. Yeah, Everybody's of course different. they are. Uh, number nine, anything with Leslie Nielsen. Number eight, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Number seven, The Jerk. Number six, Flash Gordon. Number five, Armageddon. Number four, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Number three, Swiss Army Man, and at number two, Carry On Up the Jungle. So, Crystal, what is your number one guilty pleasure movie?
3: My number one guilty pleasure movie is the Queen High Priestess of all campy musicals. That would be Grease Two.
2: Wow, Grease wow. Two! Awesome, Michelle yes. Pfeiffer. Yes, yeah.
3: Michelle Pfeiffer astride a. a ladder talking singing about a cool writer um just I mean and and I look at her and I think this this woman went on to win an academy award
1: <laughs>
3: yes <laughs> yes but um it's just it's such campy fun I mean songs about reproduction and let's do it for our country I mean, it's just so over the top and they were so convinced it was going to be a blockbuster sequel and it just flopped so
1: badly.
3: It did.
2: It was was one of the biggest flops,
3: wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You're a
2: fan of the original Grease, are
3: you? Oh, love it. I love the original. But what I love about Grease too is the heroine is a feminist.
2: Right, right.
3: She ain't nobody's check. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I must. Admit, I mean, I love. I love the original. Um, I must admit, but I don't think I. I didn't make it to the end of Greece too. I have to admit, it, I just.
3: It, it's not a great film. It's no. not. It's just a bunch of camp.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think the trouble is is that Greece held such a high bar that anything any sequel for it was gonna i mean they keep saying that they're gonna do a, a there is a, a prequel movie coming out or something they're doing the pink ladies movie from what i can uh, remember
3: like the origin story yeah and, and I, yeah. I don't want
2: any of that i i I, no. I, greece is something that should just be as it as it is yeah. i shouldn't ever
3: but oh, really. what you have to do is pull greece too and not associate it with greece at all because right. they really have nothing to do with each other
2: no no, I don't think anybody from the original is in it. Is, uh, a,
3: a couple people are, DD right. on and um, uh, you know the principal and right, you know, oh, some right. Of the teachers. But yeah, the the majority of the cast is brand new.
2: Right, okay.
3: Because they all graduated. Of
2: course. Mm, Exactly.
3: Absolutely. And
2: they were and I mean they were all 30 in the original movie. (laughs) (laughs) They should have graduated like 15 or 20 years ago or
1: whatever. Uh gone then, Neil, you're number one. So this is a film um that I watch regularly. I had to hunt it down on Blu-ray because I couldn't find it in any streaming or anywhere. It's Cannibal Run, the first one. (laughs) Yes. So I had to buy a German version on Blu-ray, um, which plays in this country. I love it. I think it is a proper laugh out loud movie with a lot of great, great characters and cast. It was the first movie to do the outtakes at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Which were just as funny mm-hmm. as the movie itself. Burt Reynolds, hilarious these bleeds. These bleeds. you going to take yeah. these bleeds, shove them up your nose. You know, and when they're all, I just, yeah, it's a great cast. It's great fun, and I can watch it from start to finish and then start it again. It, it doesn't phase me. I think it's just no. fantastic. Yeah, fantastic I model my
2: movie. look on Dom de Louise, I must admit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I dun dun dun! Uh, yeah, what a movie! Yeah, what a fantastic movie. movie! Yeah, it took me ages to hunt it down because. Couldn't find it anyway. Is it not
2: available? I, uh, do they have it on like um
1: iTunes or anything? Well, they might do on iTunes. To be honest, I've never really used I'll iTunes. Have have a, I'll have to have a look. I'm gonna have, to have a but, look. But yeah, one. I hunted it down. It was quite cheap on Amazon. The Blu-ray it? and it played. Fortunately, well, it that's did. a good job.
2: <laughs> well, you,
1: you, know, you do you when it says German? You never know whether it's going to. No, no, that's right. I, I took a punt and it worked. Yeah. I'm glad you said say, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay,
2: that's a good. That is a good one. Okay, my number one was a movie that was absolutely derided when it came out, uh but it's got one of my favorite actors in it. It's Waterworld by Ke- uh, with Kevin Costner, uh-huh. and I, I don't think as much as I love Field of Dreams it's one of my favorite movies. And JFK, he just looks so cool as the mariner in in mm-hmm. Waterworld, and it got so panned because it was the most expensive movie ever,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but it's a great. Like it's, a, it's just a great action film. It is, you know. It's I, got. I think some,
1: it really holds up now.
2: It really holds up, you mm. know. You could, I mean, yes, it costs a lot of money, and yes, you can see like every cent on the screen because they didn't. You know, there's, I mean, obviously, there's special effects in it, but they built a lot of the stuff that was, mm. you know, practical effects. Um, and Kevin Costner never. I don't think he's ever been better in a, as an action star in that movie. I think mm. he was charming. He was. And then it becomes like a revenge movie at the end of it where he's like, like Rambo. He's just hunting everybody down, you know, and he's just going to go and try and get the girl. He doesn't care about anything else. He just wants the girl. Um, I haven't seen it for a while, but I, I need to watch it again because I haven't seen I it I watched for it quite recently and I thought
1: it was really
3: good. Yeah,
1: really
3: it was good fantastic. Fun. Having never seen it. <laughs> You've never yeah. seen it. Okay, so having never seen it, tell me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Kevin Costner drink his own urine?
2: Yes. yes, but it's not as disgusting as it sounds. He he puts it through like a a filter a filter system, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Which then which then asks the question: Why do you not just do that with seawater?
3: Right, desalination. So nev- you,
1: yeah, you're you're you never go thirsty then
2: because well, maybe the,
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe the maybe that filter doesn't siphon the salt out. There you go. What Too many it,
3: questions to asked. I but.
1: know what do, what what's in urine?
3: Yeah, uh, nothing. I want to drink.
2: No. no, but then I, I always thought that isn't isn't urine um in Fight Club Brad Pitt says that urine is sterile and you can drink yeah. it. So
1: well, you Haley have Mills, to... Haley Mills, famously was an advocate of drinking your own pee. Really? really? Yes, very true. Google. Your own pee. You should well, her drink own, other own pee, not my
2: pee. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't know
1: Haley that well.
2: <laughs> you know. I mean, look, I don't know who you know in your private life, Neil. I mean you might know Haley Mills and she might be around every day for a couple of pints. We, we just don't know. I, I
1: believe in the interview she gives or gave it was only like a thimble for or a small glass or Oh right. And it's supposed to help with um and some people believe it to this day, it's supposed to help with getting rid of your toxins and everything out of your body.
3: Interesting. Yeah,
0: well, I'm not going to yeah. try. I'm, I'm like Chris. I'm
2: not sold on that. Not, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't believe. I
1: don't believe Haley Mills. I mean, is she still alive? Is she? Is she doing I well? so. I, mean, I don't know. Whether, I mean, she was fine when she last popped round for, <laughs> yeah, for,
2: a, for a couple. I, I'm going to just check and see if Haley Mills is all right now. I'm just going to just going to have a look and see because I, I mean, she she must be. Well, she's got to be. Uh, she, she must be old. Seventies, maybe. Old. 1946 she was born so can you do the can you do the so as we say in England can you do the maths Neil? 74,
1: 75 yes. 74, 76,
2: yeah, something like yeah 74 yeah
3: 76, 75,
2: 75, 76 yeah. 75, 76 yeah so there you go uh, and it does say on here on uh, she, uh, she collects her urine every day from Neil uh, from the <laughs> top 10 podcast so that's good uh, you, you've made it on IMDB Neil so well done there you go Place your you sure orders it. online.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, we had a couple of honourable mentions. Let me quickly mention these. Um, Stu Grant said, "Killer claims from outer space." Uh, Plan Nine from outer space. That's the mm. Ed Wood movie, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah, it's um, been cringe that film. I went showgirls, showgirls, oh, which I wonder was why. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> as mad as a box of tits. Yes, yeah, that one particular <laughs> scene. Uh, and snakes on a plane. Yeah. Uh, at nowhere Andy said last action hero quite shit but I love it. <laughs> so, I mean that was another one, wasn't it? It got absolutely panned when it came out. And I, I don't think it's that really good. Yeah, I know. don't think it's that bad a movie. No, it's
1: um,
2: not. Yeah. yeah um really like at and at chatty geek HD said unashamedly I quite enjoy a bit of twilight.
3: Okay. I, I wonder okay, what bit. Of
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um let's move that out of the way so there we go that's it that's our top 10 guilty pleasure movies uh thank you very much for joining us crystal
3: oh it was so fun.
2: yeah good and thank you very much for for being a patreon subscriber i noticed that you've got your badge on so that's yeah absolutely. Look at that wonderful awesome. wonderful and you too could have a badge like that well not you too they're not here <laughs> anywhere bono <laughs> would love a badge like that i'm sure um just join our patreon um Again, not very many duplicates. There's only one duplicate on that one. So for the video playlist, you're going to have at least 25, 28, probably 28 different videos to go on there for this episode. Um, some great ones. And I've got loads of films to watch now. So I'm going to make sure <laughs> at least I watch Sergeant Pepper. I'm going to definitely watch that one. The Eurovision. Maybe The Sisterhood of the Travelling Knickers. Jeez. I'm going to have <laughs> go with that one, i've got to watch burlesque because i've got to give that a go uh undercover blues because i think i might enjoy that one grease tomb not so much i don't think
3: <laughs> uh, <not understandable. laughs> it's an acquired taste
2: uh, a, a lot like neil's urine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: unless you're hayley mills of course she yeah. loves it she loves the stuff all I can say is it's asparagus free. Oh, is it? Thank God for that.
3: <laughs>
2: Thank God for that. Well, Neil, do you want to tell everybody how they can get in touch and what they need to do? Of course,
1: I can. You can find us on all the social medias at Top10 Pods. That's T O P T E N Pods. Email us at Top10 Pods at hotmail.com where you can give us suggestions for any top tens. Come and help support the podcast, as Pav said, at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. There's all sorts of rewards you can delve into. Uh, check out all of our links via the link tree. You can find the link in the show notes and please come and subscribe and leave us a rating and
3: review.
1: <laughs> there we go. There's a stutter for you. Rating and review on those for us. Thank you very much.
2: Wonderful. And if you look in the show notes, you'll see the link for our uh, merch where we've got, now we've got caps, we've got our t-shirts, different styles, and we've also got mugs. We've got mugs now, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, uh Go and spend your money. And if you're a Patreon subscriber, you also get some discount as well. But you only find out about that if you come and join us on Patreon. Uh that's it. Neil um I'll say Neil, worry about you in a minute, Neil. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you.
2: Oh, bless your heart. Uh go and enjoy the Tampa sunshine mm. while we deal. deal we'll deal with the uh 120 Wind mile round. hour winds that we have here. <laughs> um Neil, continue to be as mad as a box of tits. Oh, I will. Thank you very much, Crystal. Thank you, Pav. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching and listening. And let's go and start the countdown. Ten. Nine.